Hi, my name is Tristan Qualley, A&E editor of the Lantern newspaper. Hi, my name is Nathan Bashurl, media editor-in-chief of the Lantern newspaper, and this is The Sparks Guide to Horror. Today we'll be talking about our least favorite horror movies, which are not that horrifying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll be talking about The Haunting in Connecticut 2 and The Children of the Corn, 1984. And I will be talking about The Visit, 2015, and Sinister 2, 2015. (laughs) Okay, so for The Visit, um, everything was done by M. Night Shyamalan. The the directing, the producing, the writing, everything was done by him. Um, It was filmed in secret from Universal Studios. (laughs) They didn't tell him about, or he didn't tell them about it. Um, And it's basically a comedy horror that just really fails at both (laughs) because like i don't know the funny bits really aren't that funny and it's not enough to break the tension and then the horror really isn't that scary and like one part of that that i just couldn't get over is the one of the main characters rapping in the beginning and at the ending and it's just not... I recognize... I've seen images, and I recognize the boy in it. Um, the, the the son. And right. They, don't they go to, like, their grandparents' house? And the grandparents yes. are, like, weird or whatever. Yeah. How does the... I know it's found footage. How does it, like... How does it... do? Does it do the found footage well? Or try... <laughs> it uses some found footage. It's not all of found footage, though. Okay. Um, and... It does use elements of the found footage well, or at least in creative ways, but then it kind of just leads into overused tropes like mm. um, panning over to a dead body or like setting up the camera and then just waiting for a jump scare, mm-hmm. which kind of led it to being like really predictable mm-hmm. and like kind of boring for most of the movie because you could, with the found footage, you could kind of anticipate what was going to happen mm-hmm. next. Um, the twist at the end where they find um, what was in the basement was actually very cool and I did enjoy it Um, but then they kind of tied in like a really sentimental thing at the end and it's like there are just too many elements in the movie for it to be interesting or to be scary or to be funny or to be heartfelt and M. Night always takes off takes on more than he can chew like he bites off more than he can chew in a lot of his films yeah and And he's a very controversial director yeah and i think that he does have a lot of great movies but Mm -hmm. i think that he also has a lot of movies that aren't the best have you seen split i almost talked about it today (laughs) yeah i'm not the biggest fan i like parts of it but wow they do not do a good job of um like showing what d.i.d is yeah, it's in a realistic way. not a great representation. It's almost uh, insulting. Yes. But, okay, moving on, um, we're, I'm going to talk about The Haunting in Connecticut 2, Ghosts of Georgia. Um, just by the title, like, what is that <laughs> title? Um, it's just the Georgia Ghosts in Connecticut. And I'm like, I'm like, why, like, the title makes no sense. So you, I'm like, I'm just like already scared to watch the movie. And the only reason I watched the movie is because I did watch the first one which the title was just The Haunting in Connecticut. Yeah. And that is based off a true story. And I I semi-enjoyed the first one because it was before all of that conjuring I really stuff. liked The Haunting of Connecticut. Or in Connecticut. Yeah, because it was 2009. So it was kind of before we got to that 
really full-blown haunted yeah. house Paranormal horror. activity, all that. Um, and I enjoyed it. So then when I read the title of this one, I was like, um, what is happening here? Another Lionsgate thing. I did. I don't think I got a wide theatrical release. It did not do well. And the first film wasn't even really received well by critics. And this one, not either. But this one doesn't even follow the first one at all. Yeah. It, it's just a whole separate story and nothing to do with the first one. Um, and it follows that true story trope again. I guess there's this like underground railroad where this family moves into um, this house. And that's where the underground railroad was. And I guess the owner helped um, like protect slaves and stuff running away and help them get away and get freedom. Which sounds like a great idea, doesn't it? Yeah. And it, it didn't work. The, yeah. It, it was not, it just did not work. And I think it tried to follow the original formula of the first movie too closely. Like, I remember seeing uh, in the first one where, like, uh, the main character, like, leans on, like, a ledge. And then it, like, is worms and, like, maggots. And I think they tried to do that in this one. They do a bunch of different sequences that are just, they're just so cringy and just... They just hurt me, like, and I don't even know. I don't remember any of it either. It's so forgettable. And it it didn't help that, like, it was the same year as The Conjuring, which is one of the most famous haunted house movies of all time now. It's just, I don't know. I think it would have helped if they took themselves more seriously and had the plot be more severe. But when you're just throwing in every element you can find, it's just... If they made, if they focused more on the plot and the characters, right? I think like the little girl character was like no, it was just it was just no, and the parents and like some of the decisions they make, I just think they need to work more on the script, the acting, because I think they focus too much on the scares and stuff, and it just it didn't work. Yeah, and it, it makes me upset, but it also doesn't because I'm like oh, it's just a trashy sequel, yeah. and I mean no one cares about anymore. And we have the conjuring now to appreciate it, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so next we're moving on to Sinister 2. Um, to preface this, I loved the first half of the original Sinister. It's one of, we talked about it last week. We it's did. one of the scariest movies I've seen. But. And then we got, we talked about the sequel for I a minute. I <laughs> hated the second half of that movie. And Sinister 2 was, like, taking that disappointing ending and stretching it out for way too long. Um, I felt like, well, first of all, they got rid of the 8mm film, which was, like, the, the scariest part. The best part of the first one. And they switched to 16mm. It was so creative. Yeah, they did. 16mm, yeah. sorry. Yeah, they did <laughs> For some reason. To that one. And then they included, like, vinyl and ham radio and... <laughs> Like, all of these things that took away from that, like, scary found, Mm -hmm. not found footage, but film aspect. And honestly, it was really promising in the first scene with, like, the... um, The crosses. Yeah, burning. Mm -hmm. Um, But then it's like, oh, it was just a nightmare. And it's like... It could have been, it could have led right into another thing. It's like, oh, don't worry, it's just a nightmare. And so many horror movies do that. And sometimes they work, like, really, really well. And they give you, they build more in the story, like, um, Hereditary, when 
she has a nightmare and she sees stuff and you learn about this her and her son's relationship. Yeah. But this like a lot of movies, it's just not meaningful at all. It's just there. Yeah, and I think what I really didn't like about it was that in the first film, you don't know if um, Ethan is going crazy. Um, the main character, oh, yeah. like mm-hmm. he's. He's watching these films. He doesn't know, like, what's really happening. And, like, that mystery of that first film Mm -hmm. and, like, all of the tension being built in it is Mm -hmm. just kind of taken away in this one because you already know about the ghoul. You already know about the ghost. So it's just, like... And you see so much of him in this movie. It's not scary. Like, in the original, you only see bits of him and, like, small pieces, which made him, like, terrifying. And this one, he's just, like, casually walking around. And I'm like, what? Yeah, and it's like, oh, okay, there's the super cryptic villain walking <laughs> walking down the hall. Just like, yo, what's up? I want some children. Like, and I just, I didn't like the children. Like, the ones oh, that Google's take. It literally was children of the corn. Like, these cult <laughs> kids who are like, do this, please, otherwise yeah, we all yeah. die. It, yeah. it just, it was kind of funny. But I will say that I, in like... Really close to the ending of the movie, not the ending of this movie, but close to it, <laughs> there was, like, a redemption in there where the kid actually yeah. goes through with the burning of, like, the crosses, of and then the ghost kids character. are, like, yeah. yeah, of the certain character, and the ghost kids are, like, possessing him and making him do that, and I thought that that was actually fun that they followed through with that. Um, I really then, enjoyed, like, a few of the scares in the movie. And also the main character. I forget. Is it Jason Ransom? Is it the actor's name? He plays the I cop. I enjoy oh, his character. He's kind of fun. I like the cop, yeah. But, um, yeah, the ending of that movie where they're just hunting for, like, a new camera to find. Yeah. Like, it was just boring. It was funny. It was, it funny was just fun looking through boxes in an attic. Um, but, yeah, like... It just was not received well by critics either, and... It's kind of forgotten, though, as a movie. Right. really cares about it. I did enjoy the ending, or not, like, the little teaser at the end for a later movie where they find, like, the ham radio, and then Bagul starts to, like, speak through it. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, here's a plot, but... And they always have that one last jump scare at the end, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, crap. And it kind of gets you. It's funny. But... Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so next up is Children of the Corn, <laughs> which we do disagree on. I absolutely love this movie. Um, I really enjoyed the first scene. I believe that's when they were in the diner. And yeah, the, the diner scene. Because oh. my mom and I watched that, and we were like, oh my god!" And they just pull out all the farm equipment and just... And you oh. just see it all, and you're like, oh my gosh, Like, what have I gotten myself into? And yes, this is a Stephen King novel. Literally, yeah. every single movie. Oh, it's, it's based off his novel. Yeah. Like it's just like. And his adaptations tend to be very hit or miss. Uh, yeah, like we got the Pennywise did really well, and then we got like uh, Misery was really well oh, done. Misery. But then you got the other ones like um, I didn't know. I did not enjoy Doctor Sleep. There's there's so many. I can't oh, I didn't mind Doctor Sleep. I wasn't. The, and they made like three Carrie movies, like a little overkill. Okay, I loved. The I enjoy the original. I didn't like the sequel, but I did like the remake. Yeah, I I liked the remake too. It kind of got a little more gory there, but yeah. So the Stephen King novel kind of made me scared from the start of what was going to happen. 
Um, so again, we just talked about in Sinister to um, there's like this cult of children. Yeah. The children of the corn. Um, and they think literally every adult over 18 should be killed. Yeah. Do you remember if they killed the members once they turn 18? Like the cult members? I think they do as sacrifices. I don't remember. I don't remember. See, either. and th- that's one thing about this movie. I'm like, <laughs> I don't remember. Like, I literally just laughed during the movie. Yeah, the whole middle is a little forgettable. The children are so funny. Like, the main kid, I think his name is Malachi. I think And so. he's just like, like, he's got the funniest voice ever. And, like, the main character... The main characters, the couple, they are they're not the brightest bulbs either. No. They literally hit a kid with a car and put him in the trunk of their car. Yeah, but I feel like that kind of like really dumb protagonist was kind of um, significant at the time. My mom and I were so frustrated when we watched that. We're like, what are you doing? We were like, no. And my mom does not watch horror movies, but... And then, like, this movie has been made fun of so many times in pop culture. They're like, the children of the corn. And, like, like, it's so, it's, it's like, almost a joke now. Um, And the effects are, like, not great. I guess it's 1984. The blood was was fine. But, you know, like, the standoff between whatever the spirit they worship and, like, the sky and they're on the breezes and they're like, ah! Like, I was just like, what am I watching? Um, the acting is... I mean, they're kids, but no, I just... It, it could have been a lot scarier. Like, if, if they the actually made them intimidating. Yeah, and the char- made, like, a little more of a backstory in the characters. Uh, this is definitely one of the worst Stephen King adaptations I've seen ever. Yeah. What What are the ones you like that you do not like? Okay. Well, personally, I wasn't a giant fan of like the remake of It or It Chapter Two. I wasn't a big fan of It Chapter Two. I thought the It movie was a nice. I thought it was fine. It Chapter Two was a little boring, but. And it was long. It was like two hours and fifty minutes. <laughs> it was so long. But yeah. Um. But anyways. I did not enjoy that one. I just did... I was not scared. And then, of course, they released a bunch of sequels. And those sequels, not so great. So, anyways, um, thank you for joining us for our last episode. Um, And we really enjoyed putting on the series for you guys. Um, And thank you for watching. Yeah.